0: Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network.
1: I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere.
0: Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome
2: aboard. You're in Rudy Maxa's world. Well, we're on the decline now. Wednesday was the longest day of the year, so it's all downhill from here. Not too soon to be in planning your winter vacation. All right, that's a slight exaggeration. But if you do know where you want to be over Thanksgiving or the December holidays, I'm not kidding. Book now. Avoid the rush. Get the flights and hotels you want at pretty good rates. Hey, welcome to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Listen to what we got coming up this hour. We're going to pick up a few travel tips from the travel columnist with the San Francisco Chronicle named Spud Hilton. Now, is that a great byline or what? Spud Hilton. The slogan for his blog is, staycation is a four-letter word. Then, have you ever thought about walking old battlefields? I'm not talking World War One or 2 I'm not even talking about Gettysburg. I'm talking real old, like centuries old. We're going to talk with a Cornell history professor who prowls the globe walking in the footsteps, or the bootsteps, of military legends such as Julius Caesar, Hannibal, and Alexander the Great. Barry Strauss will be in the house with us. And Rick Sini from farecompare.com joins to explain why airlines don't dare offer you a break on fares these days. And we're also going to talk with uh, one of our regular guests. Well, I'll, let, I'll surprise you with that one. I'll, always, I'll have some deals of the week, as I always do at the end of the hour. But first, let's take a quick look at the week in travel news. At Philadelphia's airport, 10 Transportation Security Administration employees were investigated for paying or accepting bribes to pass an employment exam. The training instructor pleaded guilty to giving passing grades to TSA security officers. Three of the 10 people involved have resigned. Seven others have received notice. They're going to get fired. This comes on the heels of two weeks ago when the disciplining of 43 TSA employees in Florida made headlines. They were disciplined for not performing additional screening on random carry-on bags and passengers. Congressman John Micah, a Florida Republican and chairman of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, said, quote, there's a TSA disaster every week and the security meltdown gets more outrageous, unquote. He's called for the privatizing of the TSA. He's not alone. Sixteen U.S. airports, by the way, are using private screeners now, and this week the TSA tentatively approved a plan that will allow Orlando's international airport to go private. Virgin Atlantic, the first airline to outfit its entire fleet with Wi-Fi, says that by August, the speed of its Wi-Fi will increase by fourfold. And this week, Los Angeles said its airport will likely offer free Wi-Fi throughout LAX. Everyone here at RMW, Rudy Max's world salutes both moves. And... Las Vegas opens its new Terminal 3 this coming Wednesday. The cost? A cool $2.4 billion to build, $2.5 billion nearly. The airport promises new technology that will allow self-boarding. It's meant to cut waiting times shorter. Uh, But there will be some old, of that old Vegas-style technology there as well. There will be about 300 slot machines in the new terminal to help you pass that time waiting as well. Now, recently, I've seen a spate of travel articles with insider tips on how to travel smarter. Fortune magazine recently asked some captains of industry for their advice, and our old friend Scott McCartney from the Wall Street Journal weighed in with his tips as well. But for months now, the travel editor at the San Francisco Chronicle, Spud Hilton, has been posting blog items and videos on the site on his site, which is called, I love it, Bad Latitude. And I asked him to join us today with three of his recent pearls of wisdom. Spud, welcome to Rudy Max's World.
3: Hi, Rudy. How you doing? Fine.
2: Nice to have you aboard. All right, I, you you have been graciously making videos and writing some of the stuff that I think you either discover or found out on your own about how to travel smartly on the on the road. And and one of them that I like is the way to dry clothes. If you've got to do your clothes overnight in the sink in your your hotel, how do you get them dry fast enough?
3: Well, you know, it it, it makes a lot of sense to be able to well, if you're on the road washing your clothes in the sink or occasionally because that way you pack less. But the big issue is almost always making it dry faster. It's not the washing, it's the drying. And it, it really just seems like if you take that, you know, your shirt, that pants, whatever, roll it up in a towel really tight and just roll it along the floor, press it down with your knees, uh, and and then give it a good twist. And of course, you don't want to do this if those pants are shirt or whatever are particularly uh, gentle cycle type clothes. But... If you roll that up, it's going to dry a whole lot faster, and it's really simple to do. The one thing I would caution, and I know this from experience, is if the shirt or whatever garment you have is fairly new and you've never washed it before, you're going to roll it up in that nice white hotel towel, and you're going to end up with one nasty-looking towel.
2: Ah, so be careful about darks that might have, uh, their colors aren't fixed yet.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Well,
2: I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I do a lot of TV shows on the road, and I've had to wash shirts at night, and and the towels really quickly absorb the moisture from whatever you've washed, and the odds are if you hang it up on a hanger, it'll be okay by the next day, no question. Sure. All right, now you... Another hotel thing. Excuse me, I'm going to move you on to the second one, if you don't mind, Spud.
3: Sure, Um, absolutely.
2: You you talk about the dangers of free Wi-Fi. Yeah, i uh, I got to be
3: honest. I wish I could say I did a whole lot of deep research to find this out, but I was eating sushi one day and just happened to be sitting next to a guy whose company specializes in uh, internet security. And essentially essentially, what he said is don't ever touch one of those uh, free Wi-Fi things that you see at the airport, anything that says free public Wi-Fi in a generic sense, because some large percentage of the time, it's a guy who's sitting with a really powerful laptop somewhere who's basically sending you through his internet connection, which means what he can do is basically take down every, every keystroke you type. Now, there's a lot of issues having to do with secure connections and things like that. I gotta be honest, we, we did some research on that and we tried to keep the tip that we do, as with all of our 60-second tips, very simple. We try to keep it straightforward. If you're not somebody who knows a lot about Internet security, stay away from anything that says free public Wi-Fi. It doesn't require a password.
2: All right. So this is different than using, say, the hotel, uh, hotel Wi-Fi that you sign on to.
3: Absolutely. Anything that you have to sign on to is going to be a different issue.
2: Got it. Okay, good. That's good to know.
3: All right, and
2: you know I really like this one. You talk about how do you—let's say you have uh, uh, 12 hours in Rome or New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco. You talk about how to maximize a short time in a great destination. Explain.
3: Well, you know, I, I think everybody is so obsessed. Maybe it comes from having bought the guidebook. Everyone is so obsessed with trying to see everything. And if you've only got a limited amount of time in a place like Rome, how are you actually going to see everything? You just won't. So what I think is more important is actually experiencing the place. And for me, that means setting aside half my time to see one or two things that I really, really want to see. Go see the Colosseum. Go see uh, the Parthenon. Go see the you know the Vatican. Whatever, a couple of things and then spend the rest of your time, that other half that you set aside, just in a cafe somewhere, in a pub somewhere, watching the people, experiencing the place, and just relaxing. And you're much more likely to come away feeling like you've actually experienced a place than if you tried to jet from spot to spot to spot. Spot.
2: Excellent. Hey, Spud, thanks for joining us.
3: Absolutely. You
2: you can read more by going to... uh... Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle blog. Look up look for Spud Hilton. He's the travel columnist. Excuse me, did I say the San Francisco Chronicles blog? He's the travel columnist for San Francisco Chronicle.
0: Stick around, we'll be right back here in Rudy Maxa's world. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800 387 8025 or email the show at info at RudyMaxa.com.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard
1: is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Today, my journey to help save people money on car insurance has got me reflecting a bit. You know, about all the places I've been so far, all the nice folks I've met and all the money Geico saved them. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I saved somebody money on car insurance, I could retire tomorrow. But then I'd have to stop my journey across America. I'd never get to visit Collinsville, Illinois, and see the world's largest bottle of ketchup. Well, there's no way I'm going to miss that.
4: For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com to see how much you could save. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
5: This is Dan Tullis, and I just called... Joel Clark, one of Select Quote Insurance Services' term life agents. Hi, Mr. Tullis. Joel, how does Select Quote save you money on term life insurance?
6: Life insurance is all about choosing the right company. Let's say you take antidepressants or you smoke. All insurance companies are going to price that differently. We'll impartially shop all the companies we represent to find you the best price. Can you give me an example? Sure. I just got a man, 40 years
5: old, who takes blood pressure medication, a $500,000 policy with a highly rated insurance company. His price, $21 a month. Call 1-800-914-2995 and see how affordable term life insurance can be. That's 1-800-914-2995. 1-800-914-2995. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
0: To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This portion is brought to you by the nice folks at OnCall International. You know that sometimes when traveling, the unexpected happens, and if and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation such as social or political unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. You can find more information at OnCallInternational.com. Or you can log on to the radio show website, rudymaxa.com. Scroll down that homepage and click on On Call, and you'll find everything you need to know. Speaking of everything you need to know, let's talk a little about this niche of travel, of visiting old battlefields. You know, a lot of people love to go to Gettysburg and various Civil War battlefields, uh, maybe over to France, to Normandy. Um, But our next guest is Barry Strauss. He is a professor of history at Cornell University, And he goes to really old battlefields. I'm talking centuries-old battlefields. He is the author of a brand new book from Simon and Schuster called "Masters of Command." It takes a look at the leadership of Alexander the Great, Hannibal, and Caesar, Julius Caesar. It's called Alexander. The subtitle is Alexander, Hannibal, Caesar, and the Genius of Leadership. And it applies the warcraft of those three incredible leaders uh, to modern day. And before we go into the battlefields of Italy, just give us a minute on your book, Barry. Tell us a little about what prompted this book and what your goal is here.
1: Well,
4: I wrote the book because this is an election year and we're thinking about leadership and also because the United States has been at war on and off for a decade or so now. And we also think about generalship. And I thought there could hardly be better examples than these classic leaders of the ancient world. I want to understand how they succeeded and why they failed, because they each did to a certain extent, and what lessons we can learn from them. They're also just fantastic stories uh, about exotic places, and they make uh, a lot of the world come to life. They certainly make Italy come to life, because two out of the three of them uh, spent a lot of their career fighting there. Um, And um, it's a travel story, well, as a history
2: story. Well, when I when you and I talked about your coming on the show, we decided to sp- look at a couple of battlefields in Italy uh, yes. because of our limited amount of time. But l- tell us about uh, one or two of them, will you?
4: Sure. Well, Hannibal, of course, invaded Italy famously, crossing the Alps uh, with his men and his elephants. And uh, no sooner did he get there, across the Alps than he began defeating the Romans. First in northern Italy, then in central Italy, and then in southern Italy. His most famous victory was the Battle of Cannae in 216 BC, which is still studied in military colleges around the world today. His famous double envelopment of the enemy army, which he did with his, by coordinating his infantry and cavalry. And it took place on a plain in a river valley in southeastern Italy, in Puglia. And that's a part of Italy that uh, many travelers will. Well, no, uh, it's becoming a part of Italy that people are beginning to visit, great for bicycle trips, beautiful rolling hill country, and, of course, perfect for battles, which is why Hannibal <laughs> wanted a fight there. And the, the battlefield of Cannae is located north of the city of Bari, which is on the coast. Uh, it's a tiny little place. There's nothing there except a train station called Cannae della Battaglia, Cannae of the Battle. And there is a citadel mostly medieval ruins. There's a little museum with some antiquities. And there you stand at the top of the hill and you look over this broad, impressive valley that stretches uh, from the Adriatic on one side towards the Apennine Mountains on the other. And you use your imagination and a little guidebook that you can buy at the museum reconstructing the battle. And you can hear the trumpets and you can see Hannibal's horsemen and you can see the Roman legionaries uh, unfolding their below your eyes, on the plain below, and just shiver, really, at at the carnage that took place there on one hot August day, where 50,000 Roman soldiers were killed and 6,000 Carthaginians.
2: Now, if you listen to the enthusiasm in Barry Strauss's voice, you can understand this is a man who, and I'm quoting him, once said, My idea of a perfect day is walking an ancient battlefield and listening to the voices of the dead, unquote. That's a great quote. Okay, Barry, a little further south, because we're we're always limited by time. It drives me nuts. Absolutely. A uh, little further south to Sicily, right at the end, the down at the boot there, in the town of Syracuse or Syracuse, where there are great Roman ruins. You say beyond those Roman ruins, is a battlefield that, where you can actually still see what ramparts, walls.
4: Ah, uh, you can see walls, ramparts, underground passages. You can see artillery towers. Uh, it's all part of the fortifications of, of Syracuse, which was one of the greatest seaports of the ancient world. In the same war, the war, the Hannibal, the war against Hannibal, Syracuse revolted joined Carthage against Rome, and the Romans laid siege to the city, and they were there for two years. And by visiting this fortress, which is called Urialis or Uriallo in Italian, um, you you get a sense of just what the fortifications fortifications were and what the Romans were up against.
2: And these are how old? When was this battle?
4: Uh, The battle is 212-211 B.C. B.C.,
2: and there are still ramparts, still walls there. Oh, yeah,
4: they're really very impressive.
2: Unbelievable. Now, you mentioned, I remember learning about Caesar crossing the Rubicon. It was a great moment, decision, great momentous thing. And so I imagine the Rubicon is this rushing river, you know, fast-flowing whatever. You say you actually found it outside a beach resort in Italy, and it wasn't, didn't exactly knock your socks off for, in the Department of Impressiveness.
4: No, I think it comes under the category of cute. <laughs> uh, the Rubicon is in northern Italy, and it's located near the city of Rimini, uh, which is a resort town on the Adriatic. And my Italian friends uh, sent me to a small town called Calisese, which is located where the plain meets the foothills of the Apennines. Outside of town, there's a little stream called the Piscatello Stream. And uh, on a summer day, it was not very impressive. It was the just word is
2: stream here, right?
4: Stream, yeah. We're <laughs> talking stream. The stream is, is, uh, is generous. Uh, for this small flow, uh, nice little uh, stone bridge outside of town, a, statu- a statue and a monument saying claiming this is where Caesar crossed the Rubicon. Oh, and indeed, goodness. there are many scholars who think that the, the little Pisciatello is the equivalent of the ancient Rubicon. That Amazing is... to think what happened, perhaps there on one day.
2: That is great. We just have a couple minutes left. There's a, um, a site you wanted to talk about a little further north.
4: Yes. Uh, in central Italy, it's where uh, Umbria meets Tuscany, uh, it's the site of Lake Trasimene, uh, and we're back again to, um, uh, to Hannibal and his invasion of Italy. He ambushed the Romans there uh, on a June day, just around this time of year, in the year 217 B.C. It was a summer morning on the northern side of the lake. And if you go there today, and Trasimene's a beautiful lake, it's a nice place to go visit, you can actually see the valleys, where it happened. And it's the one place I know of in Italy where an ancient battlefield is very well signed. It's got a series of stops, and you can drive from place to place and see how Hannibal did it, how he tricked the Romans to march into, uh, march into this death trap.
2: And there, were, there was a big massacre, wasn't it?
4: Oh, yeah. It was an, an utter massacre. I, I talk about this in my book, how uh, Hannibal got the Romans. They, they were marching into a valley. They had no idea that the Carthaginians and their allies were, were up there in the hills. And uh, as soon as they had entered the valley, it was closed off, as it were, um, Hannibal and his men poured down from the hills. Romans, they weren't prepared for battle. They were just marching. And they didn't have time to put their armor on. It was an utter massacre. And some of them uh, actually went into the lake, uh, and uh, the enemy followed them to the lake and killed them there. You, know, you can see this whole place. It's a very beautiful sight. Amazing what happened there. It's
2: a bloody business being a history professor, isn't it, sometimes?
4: <laughs> well, but then afterwards you get to have a Campari and soda uh, <laughs> and, you know, continue with some nice wine on a summer evening in a beautiful lake. It's not too bad at all
2: my guest is uh is barry strauss he's a professor of history at uh, cornell university and he's got a very impressive new book out it's published by simon and schuster it's called masters of command uh, subtitled alexander hannibal julius caesar and the genius of leadership and uh, it's interesting you note that this is not just a you do look at their styles of leadership and 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 uh, relate it to leaders of today i mean not by name but in style Right. Um, but it's good to know there's a little bit of history and and, uh, and a lot about the battles in there as well, Barry. Absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, we appreciate your joining us today, and uh, uh, good luck with the new book, Masters of Command, and thanks for spending some time with us here in Rudy Max's world.
4: Thank you. Great to be here.
2: If you want to find more information out about Barry's book, go to his website. It's barrystrauss.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-T-R-A-U-S-S dot com. Simple enough, barrystrauss.com. Take an advanced look at the book and pick one up on Amazon or at your local Bookstore. We'll be right back in just a moment. We're going to talk to Rick Seeni from FairCompare.com. Find out why air Why airlines have no interest in giving you a deal on airline tickets. You're in Rudy Max's world here, and we're delighted you are. We're here every weekend. Hope you'll be with us all the time. Stick around. We'll have stop for a few messages, and we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage.
3: On Call International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups,
1: and more.
2: Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30. At on
1: my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that Geico can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know, I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can
4: be.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to RudyMaxa.com. Rudy you can go to RudyMaxa.com and you'll be welcome there as well. RudyMaxa.com is the website for this show, which is called Rudy Maxa's World. And this segment is brought to you by our friends at TravelGuard. It's a chartist company, worldwide leader in travel insurance. TravelGuard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe. It helps leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. Now, if you visit TravelGuard right now, or more specifically, TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read a very short, only a few sentences long story in a series of true travel, travel tales, and you'll be eligible to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its travelers about their experiences. And in this latest one, a woman with scary symptoms while on a trip to the Mediterranean finds herself fearing the worst. To find out the true story and what happened and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Rick Sini is a frequent guest on this show because he keeps a really close eye on airline fares. He's the founder, co-founder and CEO of Fair Compare Dot com. Rick, welcome back to Rudy Max's
6: World. Nice to have you here. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me again.
2: So I'm intrigued by this, this uh, column you wrote for USA Today about why airlines aren't going to cut us any breaks at all on fares. What is it, just an attempt to make up for all the years of red ink?
6: I sort of equate it sometimes to uh, the kids in my neighborhood who sell lemonade for three times more in the summer than they do in the winter. <laughs> and the main reason is because they can.
3: <laughs> right.
6: Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if you're flexible, you'll always be able to find a form of a price pay because that's the way um, airlines work. I mean, if you look at the airline business model, it's a pretty simple simple business model. Um, make the most for every seat on every flight that I possibly possibly can right
3: <laughs> yes and
2: we and, must say that it has a they have very narrow margins these airlines don't they
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the the globally, over the last 10 years, they've lost $30 billion, so there is no margin. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. Airways put out some data, and, and they sort of equated how many seats cost for what. So it was like, you know, six seats cost for the Cokes, right? And when it was all said and done, half a seat was the profit.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can you imagine that? One person's ticket or half their ticket being the profit for that entire flight. That's a... Uh... There must be an easier business to go into, like an ice cream stand or something, you know?
6: Yeah, but, you know, if we had oil prices in the low 60s, it would be an extremely profitable business, right? So it's sort of a a proxy for oil prices sometimes. Uh, I think that when we look at, you know, uh, ticket prices today, the the thing that sort of uh, catches my eye that's a big trend is these massive fuel surcharges. So if you're going to Europe, Historically, you would have been able to buy a wintertime ticket um, for around between five and six hundred dollars, and a summertime ticket in the high nine hundreds. That price point has moved up dramatically the last few years, um, so that the cheapest wintertime ticket is usually around seven hundred and fifty, and the and uh, you're looking at thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for nonstops into Europe right now. And the main reason for that is what is the fuel surcharge. The average fuel surcharge to Europe right now is. Four hundred fifty dollars, oh. and the average taxes, especially if you connect in oh. London Heathrow, are two hundred dollars. So before they charge you a dime for airfare, you're looking at six hundred fifty bucks. If they charge you two hundred each way, you're looking at a thousand, uh, a little over a thousand dollars.
2: Right, and you've said that uh, you should pay for summer airfare on a cross-country flight. Anything that's under $340 is good. But then you found an American air- Airlines sale that featured a Los Angeles Atlantic round trip flight for $122, more than that, $462 round trip. Um, are you upping your your guidance on the <laughs> well, yeah. summer well, the airfares, is, transcontinental, is you, anyway? Yeah,
6: the, the guidance is what you should shoot for, right? And when you have, um, you know, longer-haul routes, we saw prices on some routes as low as $230 round-trip, right? Um, the, the holy grail of co- coast-to-coast travel is $99 each oh, way plus tax,
2: I remember those right? days. I remember those days.
6: <laughs> and so, um, uh, you know, if you find anything in the low 300s – coast to coast, you should snap it up in today's environment. Now, that's sort of the baseline. If you see 450, right, um, here's the deal. It's sort of like what's the likelihood of it going to 500 And if I'm shopping early or if it's going to 370, right? And the earlier you shop, the more likely it is to go down. The later you shop, the more likely it is to go up. So it depends on when you're buying.
2: Okay, you got a couple tips. Fire them off for us.
6: Well, first of all, um, you need to start shopping on Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's the best time to shop. In a study of literally trillions of data records in our company, we found that uh, a preponderance of the time, airlines will file a sale on Monday night. The other airlines will scramble the match all Tuesday morning, and the maximum number of cheap seats are in the system uh, on the Tuesday afternoon. Specifically, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time is when they hit the reservation systems.
2: Perfect. Now um, we only have 40 seconds left, so you're gonna have to do our, the next couple <laughs> ones quickly.
6: Yeah. So, and then you should basically, um, you know, return. You should be shopping no later than Thursday afternoon. So you definitely want to do that. You want to fly on the cheapest days, which include Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. If you're flying to Europe, if you fly Monday, Tuesday. Thursday. It's about $50 cheaper each way. It's called midweek rates versus weekend rates. So those, if you just followed those three tips and shopped one day earlier than you think you should shop, you'll save money.
2: Rick Sini, we want to save money and we appreciate your help. Thank you for dropping in today. Great, thanks. And check out faircompare.com and uh, you'll learn a lot about airfares. Rick Sini is the co-founder and CA- CEO of faircompare.com. He joins us from time to time on the show. Nice to have him here today. Um, One of his other tips, by the way, because I read his column, is delay your summer trip until late August when prices tend to drop in preparation for the new school year. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Harriet Baskis.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
5: This is Dan Tullis, and I just called Joel Clark, one of Select Quote Insurance Services' term life agents. Hi, Mr. Tullis. Joel, how does Select Quote save you money on term life insurance? Life insurance is all about choosing the right company. Let's say you take antidepressants or you smoke. All insurance companies are going to price that differently. We'll
3: impartially shop all the companies we represent to find you the best price. Can you give me an example? Sure. I just got a man, 40 years old, who takes blood pressure medication,
6: a $500,000 policy with a highly rated insurance company. His price,
5: $21 a month. Call 1 800 914 2995 and see how affordable term life insurance can be. That's 1-800-914-2995. 1-800-914-2995. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company and other factors. Not available in
1: all states. Today my journey to help save people money on car insurance has got me reflecting a bit. You know, about all the places I've been so far. All the nice folks I've met and all the money GEICO saved them. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I saved somebody money on car insurance, I could retire tomorrow. But then, I'd have to stop my journey across America. I'd never get to visit Collinsville, Illinois, and see the world's largest bottle of ketchup. Well, there's no way I'm going to miss that.
4: For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com
0: to see how much you could save. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm a very bad man. I don't use a knife, a gun, or a crowbar. I don't even need to leave my computer, but I could steal your retirement, the equity in your home, even the money in your bank accounts. And you may not even know it till I'm long gone. Think you can stop me? Identity theft has become one of the biggest criminal activities in the world, and fighting it on your own is nearly impossible. You need LifeLock. The only company whose sole mission is protecting our members' identities. At LifeLock, we believe you have the right to live free from the fear of identity theft. So we offer the most comprehensive identity theft protection available. Try LifeLock's service risk-free for 60 days. If you're not convinced, simply cancel within 60 days of enrollment for a full refund. This offer of 60 days risk-free is too important to pass up, so call now. 1-800-979-4633. Promo code ENROLL60. That's 1-800-979-4633. ENROLL60. See LifeLock.com for details.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at TravelGuard one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better, but when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story, and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance.
0: Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World.
2: It is 43 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. You know the name Harriet Baskis. She joins us uh, time and again, or from time to time, I should say, not time and again. Uh, She's a travel writer, author of six books, including the airport guidebook called Stuck at the Airport and she writes a blog by that name for USA Today, and she's looked at a couple airports lately and found a couple surprising things. Harriet, welcome back to Rudy Max's World.
7: Thanks a lot. Happy to be here.
2: Let's start out for all the smokers in the audience. What do you got to tell
7: us? Well, um, a lot of people really need to smoke when they're traveling, and it's getting harder and harder to find a spot to do that. And 24 of the top airports are uh, non-smoking now, and uh, Denver Airport is about to join that group.
2: But don't airports have these sort of special glassed-in rooms with big, you know, f- f- exhaust fans sucking out the smoke? I- is that not commonplace these days at airports, or am I just imagining I pass one now and then?
7: Uh, North American airports, is not common. I think you're thinking of a lot of European airports where that is very common, but fewer and fewer North American airports have smoking rooms. Um, the ones that do allow smoking more and more It's in like clubs like smoking loungers where you might have to buy a drink or a soft drink in order to get access to that space and that's what was happening at denver
2: so you're saying those are disappearing at denver as well
7: yes they had four smoking lounges and the denver airport was one was i think the last public building in colorado where you were allowed to have a smoking lounge and the mayor of denver put pressure on those places to to give up their leases or change what their uh, theme was in those spaces and so three of the four smoking lounges agreed and they're going to go away in the next couple of months one of them is holding on till their lease uh, runs out and the, and the mayor's pressuring them to do it sooner
2: so leaving aside that fourth that's that's uh, trying to trying to hold on Basically, really, the only way to smoke at an airport is to leave the leave buildings and be outside, right?
7: That's right. More and more airports, they say, like a lot of other public buildings, you need to be. I think it's 25 feet away from the entrance. And we know a lot of people don't do that. They might go outside, but they stay right by the door. And think about your if you have to go outside um, if you're transferring. That's a that's a big hassle to go back sure. through security.
2: Sure, you've got to clear security again to go back in, all for a cigarette, although if you're addicted and you've got time, I'm sure any smoker will tell you, yeah, we're all over that. Um, Right. Now, you you talk about in Boston that Boston Logan is going to be the first North American airport with some free transportation to and from the airport. What exactly does that mean?
7: Well, it's not to and from the airport. It's only from the airport. From the
2: airport, okay.
7: From the airport. So Boston has a... Like a lot of airports has an express bus that will take you to the city, and they are so crunched for parking space that they are doing an experiment this summer where they're saying, you know what? Even though it's just two dollars to take that express bus to the city, it's pretty uh, close to the city. Uh, They're saying we'll give it to everyone for free. Please don't park at the airport.
2: So this is entirely a function of of shortage of parking spaces.
7: Yeah, they are they are maxed out. They're not allowed to build anymore. They first tried to um get people to stop coming to park at the airport by raising the parking rates. Uh $3 is now $27 a day to park at that airport garage. Wow. Um they lo- they lowered the rates at the suburban lots so that you're trying to get people to move to their parking to out there. But they're trying this for the summer and they said, "Yeah, if people, if just regular people like the fact that it's free, that's great, but they're really trying to reduce congestion at the curbs and in the parking garage.
2: Now, I've taken this bus. It's called the Silver Line bus, and it has some dedicated uh, lanes actually underground in some parts of Boston, and it goes into the South Station in downtown Boston. Um, what do you do? just hop? You just get on the bus? You don't have to have a coupon or any any anything?
7: Nope. Yep, you just get on the bus. Um, there's three doors. These are these big buses specially yep. made for uh, putting your luggage on. It's not like a regular bus. We have to squish it in. And they're saying things will go faster because people no longer have to give a ticket to the driver you can get sure. on all three doors so things will move faster is their theory.
2: They also, you also report that it's going to cost Logan Airport $300,000 to subsidize this 90-day experiment.
7: That's right because they're going to lose all everybody's $2 fare but they say they've been paying a lot more than that in overtime in the parking garage oh. because if, um, if you show up and you want to park and there's no room for you to park, They'll take your car and valet park it, and so someone has to be there to deal with that. Someone has to be there to find your car when you come back. So there's, they're saying in the long run it will be less expensive.
2: All right, Harriet Baskis, thank you very much. Harriet writes uh, all about airports, and if you're a frequent traveler, you should check out her uh, blog, which is called StuckAtTheAirport.com. Thank you, Harriet.
7: Thank you. See you at the airport.
2: See you there, and we'll be right back to see you here with some deals of the week.
0: Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour. If you'd like to read travel books, we often, you know, we have a lot of authors on who have written travel books or books that involve travel. Here on the show, but maybe you'd like to go back in time and read some of the classics. Let me give you a couple titles here. One is called Slowly Down the Ganges by Eric Newby. You may recognize, if you're a frequent reader of travel books, Eric Newby's name. This was published in 1966, and his most famous book is called A Short Walk in the Hindu Kush. Um, But uh, Larry McMurtry, the author of, well, the author of a lot of books, including The Last Picture Show and Lonesome Dove, um, suggests Slowly Down the Ganges, he just says that the, the, this book uh, uh, has a lot more of his very best character, who is his wife, Wanda. She's on practically every page of the book, and uh, it's a terrific read. Another one is The Road to, Ox- the Road to Oxiana by uh, Robert Byron. He was uh, uh, a writer back in the 30s. This book was published in 1937, and he just went off and uh, traveled through Ethiopia and Persia and and, uh, and, and wrote about it as he saw it. And it's a terrific read. So The Road to, Ox- to, Road to Oxiana, that's O X I A N A, Oxiana, and Slowly Down the Ganges are two books I'd recommend to you. I'd also recommend to you some of our deals of the week. Let's hit it. Register time. Cash register. There it is. There it is. Some good hotel deals this week. Um, in Chicago, let's start with Chicago. You know, Chicago has seen a lot of new hotels open in the last couple of years. The uh, Radisson Blue just opened a few months ago, about, I don't know, two years ago the the Trump International opened. And then the newest one is called Public, um, which uh, used to be the hotel ambassador with the pump room. The pump room is still there. It's been renovated into a very hip, well-priced hotel. The Public, or it's just simply called Public, not the Public. Uh, so some of the two luxury standbys, the Ritz-Carlton and the Four Seasons, have got a deal for you to try to convince you to come back home. Uh, by the way, the Ritz Carlton in Chicago is managed by the Four Seasons Company, which is a little confusing. It's the only city in the world where that happens. But uh, either hotel is a good choice. Both are very, very comfortable, very well located. They're within a few blocks of each other downtown. But here's the deal: three nights for the price of two if you book by August 31st. That's a pretty good deal because here's what the room rates start at: two thirty-three at the Ritz Carlton a night, and two sixty-six at the Four Seasons for a double. That's really cheap for Chicago to begin with. When you throw in an extra room, excuse me, an extra room night, that really brings the cost down. You're basically going to pay before taxes, four hundred and sixty-six dollars for three nights at the Ritz-Carlton. My goodness, that's uh, that's very cheap. And uh, two times two sixty-six at the Four Seasons is what a little over. A little over about for five twenty or so for three nights at the Four Seasons, very good deal. So go to the Four Seasons Chicago's website or go to the Ritz Carlton Chicago's website or call either hotel in Chicago. Book by August thirty first and get three nights for the price of two. If Las Vegas is on your mind, the J W Marriott might be a nice option to staying in the crowded and busy and. Uh, hotels down on the Strip. JW Merritt is out of town by the Red Rocks, the cliffs way out there, uh, about a 15-minute drive, but a gorgeous, gorgeous setting, a gorgeous place to be. And yes, yes, it's got a casino. No, no, it doesn't have a casino. I don't think it does, actually. Um, but it does have a very nice spa, restaurants, bubbling pools and waterfalls. You got to book real soon for this, June 25th. So that's, uh, what, Tuesday, right? 20, 23, 24. Monday. You got to choose by Monday for travel July 1st to September 3rd, 30th, excuse me. So basically, you're going to get this deal through September 30th if you book by Monday. And the deal is $103 a night for JW Marriott. JW Marriott is the uh, is the upscale version of the Marriott brand. So you're going to be cosseted very nicely. You can book by going to J Willard Marriott, JW Marriott Las Vegas or just call the hotel directly and use the promotion code D59. I will put that... On my Facebook page, Rudy Maxa TV Show. I feel I have to say this every time. I know this, you're not watching a TV show. This is a radio show. But the fan page is Rudy Maxa TV Show because they didn't have a radio show category. So go to Rudy Maxa TV Show if you're driving in your car and can't remember this pronunciation code of D fifty nine. Book by Monday. Stay through September thirtieth at the Las Vegas JW Marriott. Pay only one o three a night. And if you're a teacher. The Puerto Rico in Puerto Rico, the Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Hotel and Spa has got a deal for you. Very nice deal. Nightly rates starting at $115 a night through December 23rd, nearly to Christmas. So, you, if you're a teacher, call the Puerto Rico Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Hotel and get an ocean view room at rates starting at 115 a night through December 23rd. The hotel the resort is situated on 500 acres along a mile-long section of tropical beach. It's just adjacent to the Caribbean National Rainforest. It's got a seven that's the place that has a casino. I knew one of these hotels had a casino. It's got a 7,000 square foot casino for goodness sakes. Two 18-hole golf courses, a 7,000 square foot spa, fitness center, on and on and on. Water sports center, two beachfront pools, international tennis center, Wyndham Hotel uh, Rio—it's it's a Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Resort and Spa—is a technical name, but let me list the website again at RudyMaxa-TV show on uh, Facebook. So look it up there, and I'll put a link to that as well. We're coming to the end of the hour here at Rudy Max's World. Always a tragic time. If your station is sticking around for the second hour, as most of our stations do, I'm delighted. Well, we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the next hour. Do be with us. Meanwhile, we're going to take a break for some news and messages, and then we'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Stay with me, won't you, because i got a lot of interesting stuff coming up.